You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. Nada, I open up this podcast asking you whether you want to hear the bad news first or the good news first. Which one will you choose? Um, Just to stay on brand, give me the bad news. <laughs> you only want the bad news. Give me the bad news. If, if you were to stay fully on brand, you would completely negate the good news, not even want to hear it. You just want to hear all of the bad news. Yes, no I just want to hear the, all just all of it. Just all the oh, bad okay. news. Okay, we'll lead off with the bad news. The bad news is there is no... Uh, Devontae Graham s'mores for you as a part of the Hornets media drop-off in their marketing campaign to get Devontae Graham the most improved player of the year award. The good news is, however, Nada, that I have now put Lockdown Hornets on the media drop-off list for future marketing campaigns and things that they might be handing out. So okay. you are welcome, but you don't get the Devontae Graham s'mores. So I do think that overall, it is good news when you add... No, 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 no. You know what? You know what? Um, uh, again, s'mores would not have gone well, basically, because that would have required me to set a fire yep. and then I might've burned my girlfriend's place down and that would have been bad. That would no, have been bad. You don't want to do that. They did give us matches by the way. So in that drop off, wait, what? It's, it's a great, it's, it really is. I love this thing. I love what the Hornets do. They constantly do a good job with the things that they, um, market for their players and Devonte Graham, they're doing the whole s'mores theme and they gave us legitimate graham crackers. The mm -hmm. Hershey bars, mm -hmm. the marshmallows. They gave us even Devontae Graham stickers, some just some stickers maybe that you want to put on your laptop or wherever you want to put them. And uh, they also gave us matches to use. Now, Molly, who works with me in the morning <laughs> on 730 the game, decided to uh, make some s'mores immediately, put a couple in the microwave and eat them that way, which. Wait, you know, that's hold, hold, hold up. What? Well, I mean, there's, it's not like she's going to make a fire, Nada. I mean, I, I don't... That's blasphemy! Just wait till you get home! And then make a fire? Are you serious? Yes! And then yes. make a fire? When yes! That's exactly I, what I'm saying. Hey, that's I'm not exactly gonna, what I'm saying. I'm not going to hate on the game. If she wants to make a s'more right then and there, I'm cool with her just using the microwave. Of course it's not going to be the same. But you, if you of just want to... Of you course a grape jelly. Nada, I, I'm just telling you. I thought it was fine. Grape jelly just uncivilized savage just uncultured just completely uncultured what good are you man seriously uh, what i ask myself that every single day this is locked out hornets today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need we're part of the lockdown podcast network it's your team every day local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network you can subscribe to the podcast on itunes stitcher spotify wherever you get your podcast and make sure you follow us on Twitter at lockdown Hornets at Walker mail and at not of the scribe. If you want to, I guess you can follow Doug. You can follow him on uh, Twitter at Doug Branson, LOH. I'm excited about this one. Nada. I always enjoy talking about Dwayne Bacon. There are some negative things to talk about when discussing Dwayne Bacon, but I, I find it fascinating. The kind of feelings that we have had surrounding his career from the very beginning when he was a second round pick to what happened last year, to what happened this year, it's been quite the roller coaster ride. As yeah, well, been, yeah, 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 like you're right. Again, the only problem with Dwayne Bacon is he's basically at this point devolved himself into that JoJo song that everybody knows. Just get out. Just go away. <laughs> go away. As we've done with all the player evaluations, we've gone by the numbers in the first segment, narrative based storylines 
in the second segment. Let's look at the numbers here. Nada. First, we'll go to traditional stats. Mm-hmm. And then I want to go into some of the cleaning the glass stats, which negates garbage time stats. And they're fascinating to look at when you look at what he did last season compared to what he did at the beginning of this year. You look at what he did this year, Nada. Mm-hmm. 17 and a half minutes per game. That was damn near exactly the amount of minutes per game that he played last season. The field goal percentage this year was 34.8% from the field. Really? Yes. Field goal percentage was 34.8% from the field on 6.3 attempts from the field. From three-point land, he shot 28.4% on 1.7 attempts from uh, from the arc. You look at what he did free throw shooting wise, he shot 66% from the charity stripe. He had two and a half rebounds per game. He had 1.3 assists per game and he averaged 5.7 points per game. Not of those numbers, all of them that I mentioned, all of the good things that you can take from that year, they were from this past season. They are all down from what he did last year in a big (laughs) way. In a big way, he shot 43.7% 43.7% on two attempts per game from beyond the arc last season. He had an effective field goal percentage of 55 last year compared to 38.7 this season. He hmm. shot 74% from the charity stripe, according to his uh, last year, compared to what he did this year at 66. And then he averaged 7.3 points per game. Not a, we saw a player decline all across the board analytically and just traditional stats in a way that I don't think anybody expected him to, even if you didn't think, of course, I didn't think he was going to shoot 48% from the field. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Of course he wasn't going to do that. Of course he wasn't going to shoot close to 44% from behind the line. But if you would have told me that the numbers would have gone down nearly as much as they did, um, I mean, it, it's just baffling, Nada. I mean, he was bad. He was awful. He could not have been worse, uh, worse offensively and even defensively. He wasn't good. Just an overall bad year for Dwayne Bay. And and yes, it was a bad year. But I think the reference point that we kind of seem to use for Dwayne Bacon is one of is probably something that can be looked at as an outlier if we're kind of honest, because how many times have you seen a guy like Matt Moore say that those stats from basically March 1st to the end of the season are end up being misleading? How many times like Malik Monk has fooled us in this way before with games in March and April that look like real? Oh, there's something to build on. And it turns out that these teams are just trying to use this last little bit of time. These playoff teams are just trying to f- figure out ways to just experiment and just try to get through the monotony of the end of the season. So while these are things that like he had a bad season and again, make no mistake as someone that was probably second billing behind miles bridges, Dwayne Bacon failed this season. It was a bad season, but the one thing I, I just wonder is maybe we're looking at this as something that he was never really that good in the first place. And I hate to say that. No, no, that's fine. I mean, you're right. We should not have had the expectations of the numbers to be duplicated this year, as I just mentioned. But going down, again, just to mention those, going down to 35% from the field on on similar field goal attempts per game and similar minutes per game, not I think he only played six more minutes last year than he did this year. It's it's just so, so much of a decrease in his level of play. And then even the three-point percentage, you know, yeah, his career three-point percentage is at about 35%. So the easy thing to do would be to average the two seasons together and say, 
that's what Dwayne Bacon is. But you even look at some of these analytics and I'll look, here's the cleaning the glass stats, right? Mm -hmm. Cleaning the glass negates all of the garbage time stats, which means you're up by 20 points. I I forget what the uh, time threshold is. I think it's something like the last 20 minutes of the game or the last, uh, uh, I don't know if it's if, if you're I think it's just the overall margin, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. maybe when a team is up or down 20 points per game. But either way, according to cleaning the glass, his usage percentage, it went up to 20.2 percent compared to 16.6 percent from last year. And Dwayne Bacon resided in the 72nd percentile uh, compared to every other player at the wing position. Ooh, his points per shot attempt this year. was. In the third percentile. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. No. Repeat that for me. <laughs> His points per shot attempt this season compared to every other player at the wing position were in the third percentile uh, compared. No, 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 Walker, Walker. Again, yeah. you're going to have to explain this to me like I'm five. So okay. we're talking about one, two, three, not 30. One, two, three. Yes. The third percentile you can count you are very good at that it is the third percentile in which he resides and you look at points per shot attempt according to cleaning the glass just looking at their glossary for anybody that doesn't know it's the total points scored per 100 shot attempts parentheses field goal attempts or trips to the line including when fouled in the bonus he was in mm-hmm. the third percentile not of that was compared to what he did last year he was in the 69th percentile doug saying nice somewhere yes 69th percentile per uh, points per shot attempt from last season. It's, it's unbelievable. You, you look at the points per shot attempt and it's somebody that his usage percentage went up. He was close to the top quarter of people that at the wing position were getting the most usage from. And then he also was actively destroying the Hornets offense being in the third percentile. You look at the effects that he had on the team, Nada, just the overall offense and that's, with his, go ahead. And that's the crazy part because we can really start thinking about like if he destroyed them on offense, what did he do on defense? Because he was worse on that on that on the defensive side. So you look at his points per possession as it affected the team when he was on the floor. The team was in the 18th percentile. His effective field goal percentage, uh, the team's effective field goal percentage when he was on the floor, it was in the 19th percentile. The offensive rebounding percentage was the 26th percentile. You look at what his on court on or excuse me, his on off numbers are you look at what happened points per possession wise. When he was on the floor with the Hornets, they finished in the 18th percentile at minus 5.2 points per possession compared to 86th percentile last year when he was on the score or when he was on the floor per the, uh, for the 100 possessions that they had. So, I mean, you look at Dwayne Bacon, man, it's just somebody that actively destroyed the Hornets on offense. And you mentioned the defensive and capabilities that he showcased. Yeah. He was bad on that end too. And the difference between the two years, Nada, you look at last year where he finished the season playing in the month of March, as you mentioned, when Mm -hmm. the Hornets decided to just go full tilt youth and Kimba Walker, it was basically Kimba and the Avengers. As we discussed, it was Dwayne that was playing really well. And then you look at the beginning of this season, yo, he, he opens up the year in the first (laughs) 10 games or so with just baffling offensive numbers, eight of 21 against the Bulls. So he comes out guns a blazing. We, I, I think we all knew that he was going to come out with a lot of shot attempts. Yes. Remember a lot of those field goals that he made, they didn't even come until really the end of that game to kind of help them. He was so bad early on in the season debut. Yeah, exactly. It was PJ Karen is PJ and Devante carrying them that game. If I'm not mistaken. And then it was Dwayne Bacon that helped them out at the end. Then he goes four of 11, six of 15, 
One of six, one of eight, 10 of 21, zero of three, three of nine, five of 11, zero of six. And then he's inactive for a couple of games. He doesn't play. His minutes go down to at most 15 in the next 10 games or so. His minutes start to dwindle down quite a bit. You look at the best field goal percentage that he put up in that stretch at the beginning of the season. It was 47% against Golden State, who they beat, but also Golden State being awful at that point. Mm-hmm. And then no he put up a 45% uh, performance against the New Orleans Pelicans. And that was it. Like, those were the only times that he scored 40. Not even when he got playing time at the end, or, or even when they tried him out again, giving him close to 20 minutes a game. It was someone that was just shooting, you know, the 35% that he had on the whole year. Like, it was so bad this season, and it's extremely it's extremely unfortunate to uh, to see the, the, the lack of good play from what we got from the former second round. I think it's disappointing, but a lot of this, like, and I guess this is where we can talk about this more in the second segment. But I just want a lot of this is on Dwayne though, like because he would have had more opportunities to play if he actually you know tried on defense. Because I remember the constant refrain from you guys, especially about Miles Bridges getting beat back door and his defense really wasn't as good as it was. But Dwayne Bacon was worse. Like, I'm looking at the per 100 possessions for Dwayne Bacon, and the only guy that was worse that got somewhat minutes was Joe, Joe Cheely. <laughs> like, again, th- this is where we're at. Like, offensive, like, per 100 possessions, we're talking about a dude with eight that would register for 86 on an offensive rating. 86. Do you know how hard you have to try to be an 86? Yeah, like, I mean, literally. The, the problem was, you know, he put his head down, was constantly driving to the basket. He wasn't getting to the line. When he did get to the line, he shot 66% from the charity stripe. It was someone that his assist percentage actually wasn't awful. When you look at the cleaning the glass numbers, he was kind of average with that. His turnover percentage did go down from last year in, in a bad way. It was actually up, but you get the point. It was worse mm-hmm. than what it was last season. And so you look at just overall, you could you could watch it. I mean, you watched it right there. He would just constantly drive to the basket and then miss the shot, and he wouldn't get fouled. Again, when he would go, he would miss uh, the free throws that he took this season. And it's not somebody that you're looking to actually play make for you. You know, there was a couple of times where I thought, hey, Dwayne is playing a little bit better, you know, making the better decision um, with the basketball in his hands. But man, it was just somebody that... I mean, it, you know, it just kept driving to the basket and it wasn't good for the team. It just destroyed them when he did that. You know what is good for the team? Not a, what is, rock, what's good? It's rock auto, rockauto.com, rockauto.com. It's uh, better than the chain stores who have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do it yourselfers. So you can go to rockauto.com's website where prices are the same for everybody and they're reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear, kind of like what airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts for hundreds of or from hundreds of manufacturers. Go to the website right now, RockAuto.com, and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. We'll talk a little bit about some of the things that Dwayne Bacon did do well in his career and then how it went down uh, this season. Some of the narrative-based stuff coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. 
You give me a new adjective. God, you're just messing this up. I, I you know, <laughs> I just I spend this some time away from the show, and you're still the same old Walker. All right, yeah. <laughs> give me a new adjective and give me a plural well, noun. I, well, I, I've already thought of my plural noun. Now that you mentioned it, how about? Uh, well, I don't even know if this is plural. How about grape jelly? Does that work? Grape oh, jelly is the noun I was going to get. Plural noun. This isn't hard. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. It's something I go back to constantly when discussing Dwayne Bacon. I go Mm -hmm. back to the media luncheon that we had last year and all of the media gathers around asking James Brago a couple of questions here and there just about what we can expect from the season, just overall getting us ready for it. And Dwayne Bacon, when he discusses him, James Brago mentions that if this is going to be a team that reaches their goals, their expectations, improves as the year goes on, they expect a big year from Dwayne Bacon. And you go into this season with high expectations for a guy that looks like he could take a a large responsibility of actually scoring the basketball. I thought Terry Rozier was going to be the leading scorer on this team. And the way that James Borrego talked about Dwayne Bacon and the way that James Borrego played him in the preseason, where constantly giving him the basketball and Dwayne being a guy that was looking to score, I thought, you know what? If anybody's going to beat Derry, uh, Terry Rogier as the leading scorer for this team, it's going to be Dwayne. And then as soon as we see him play against Chicago, he puts up those 21 field goal attempts, scores 22 points, where he does a lot of his damage late. It wasn't a good game overall by any means. But you could see, okay, at the beginning of this year, Dwayne has a shot to be the leading scorer, and then it ju- he just completely falls off of a cliff. But that's the kind of expectations that we had, especially with the way that he shot the ball so well, seemed to make some decent decisions and be a part of a winning basketball team at the end of uh, last season where they were actually one game out of making the playoffs with Kimball Walker's last season. And Dwayne Bacon, the young guys, really helped them do so. You know, it, it's, yeah. it goes to the further disappointment, but it also goes to show you that it wasn't just us, the fans that, high, that had high expectations for him. It was the Charlotte Hornets front office and it was the coaching staff. And it was the marketing staff, because if I remember right, I think you remember also like everybody had high hopes for Dwayne Bacon and shoot and his shooting numbers. And it looked like his shooting stroke had stabilized to the point where he could be a legitimate three point threat. And the, I just remember a lot of this. And the sad part is, like you kind of saw the cracks with Dwayne Bacon in summer league that year. Remember, because he came out, he decided to play. And then you started seeing him put up these God awful numbers, numbers in summer league. And while we, there's nothing that you could really take from summer league, you could see the play style and just nothing had improved. And then it came to preseason. Nothing was really there to show you that, Hey, this was going to be a different guy. And then like you said, Chicago, and then you just saw the, him just check out super early. And now I think that's the big thing that if you tell me, like, what do I remember the most about basically a Dwayne Bacon? It's that he basically checked out, I want to say, 20, 20 games into the season and never really bothered to fight his way back in, especially on the defensive end, because had he just played defense decently, he would probably still be on this team and he would probably be a rotation guy. And he wouldn't have to worry about guys like Cody and Caleb Martin taking all of his minutes because they were willing to do what he wasn't willing to do. Well, Dwayne Bacon, I want to talk about the G League stuff because we can go back to the last two seasons before this year. Dwayne Bacon played down there 
And it was someone that was, you know, putting up some, I, I know you said the different, the, the bad numbers. I, I don't know the, the categories you're looking at, but as far as just like the overall scoring numbers for Dwayne, especially last season, I mean, the guy's putting up record numbers mm-hmm. because just overall scoring output because of the way that he played and just wanted to dominate. And it was someone that even asked to go down there. Right. I, I did that episode. I don't know how mm-hmm. long ago where Dwayne just wants to hoop. He doesn't care about sitting on the bench, even if it is for the big boy club. He he wants to go play basketball just for the love of playing. And you're right about the marketing team. Dwayne Bacon was here in the city of Charlotte during the offseason, heading into this season when Kimba Walker left and we had a new era. And so mm-hmm. what happened is Dwayne Bacon's here, Devontae Graham's here. It's part of the criticism that I had a little bit for Malik Monk was because the other younger guys they were in the city of Charlotte and Dwayne Bacon was constantly there at the arena and the marketing team would just go to him because, Hey, you're here. Let's go ahead and take some pictures. We'll put out some tweets of you. And they did that constantly. And it's like, okay, let's all get ready. It's going to be somewhat of the Dwayne Bacon show on offense. And then of course we saw how the season played out, but the expectations from everybody, it was so good. And then the guys back in the G league and not, I thought it was cool when Dwayne Mm. wanted to go play basketball in the G league the year prior yeah. When it was a situation where it's Dwayne that certainly, certainly we all had the anticipation break out to some degree. Mm-hmm. It's certainly not this big, you know, veteran that's taking his place that, of course, Dwayne's not going to get the minutes. The minutes are absolutely there, even really served to him on a silver platter. And he doesn't play nearly well enough, actively hurting the team. And then you go to the G League and put up 40 points like, And nobody should care about that. Nobody should care about 40 points at that point in his career. And then when he gets called back up, I remember James Borrego being asked about Dwayne Bacon's role (laughs) once he was called back up. And he was like, yeah, he's just here for depth. I mean, we're not, it's not anything that we're looking to. And and Dwayne felt some type of way because of that. You heard it in the exit interview. He just wanted somebody to believe in him again. And everybody else here, I'm not even blaming everyone. I've checked out and I think a lot of other people have checked out. No, everybody's checked out. Like, that's the thing. Like, this is where I don't blame anybody on the, because, and just to rewind it, because remember, we always talked about the four pillars, especially after Kemba. And one of those pillars was defense. Am I not mistaken? Did it show, yeah. did it, did Dwayne Bacon ever show any interest on in playing decently on the defensive side of the basketball? Because the answer was no. The minute we started, again, the minute he never played a lick of defense, his defense had slipped from the previous year because he thought he was going to be the number two option on offense after Terry Rozier. Devontae passed him up. And I guess this is where, like, I was done with him. It was one thing when Devontae passed you up because Devontae just legitimately had a sustainable game. It's another thing when Cody Martin learns to shoot and passes you up. It's another thing when Caleb Martin comes in and learns how to shoot and passes you up. You had legitimately three guys ahead of you, and we're not even including Malik Monk in this discussion. That's four. That's four guys. At some point, you got to get your pride up and do something that either they do or do something that they can't do and do it better to justify your place on the court. And he never bothered to do that this year. And unfortunately, that's why he's probably on his way out. It's a great point. When you talk about just the hierarchy of people you felt good about within this organization, Dwayne Bacon was, you know, towards the top of that. And think about everybody passing him, including the second rounders that were drafted 
last season. Mm -hmm. McDaniels is a guy that we feel good about what he could possibly do with this team. And and you even go back to the rookie year for Dwayne. You know, Nick Batum gets hurt. It's Dwayne Bacon starting the first game of his damn NBA career as a second round pick. Mm -hmm. Finally, Rich Cho uses a second round pick on someone that you feel decent about rather than just throwing it in for some trade and just getting rid of a second round pick, not caring about them whatsoever. This was the, you know, somewhat of a rich Cho parting gift. We thought we had something with Dwayne Bacon and and certainly this guy's going to be off the team by the exit interviews. You can expect him to be off the team. It seems like he wants to be, he wants to go to a place that believes in him again. And these are his words, which yes, I found exactly. interesting. You know, these are his words where he wants to go to a team, you know, that, that, that it's probably better suited for him where there's going to be a better opportunity. So the funny Bacon, part, yeah, yeah, go ahead. The funny part though, with this Walker, and this is where I'm kind of at with him now is I would just ask him the question, okay, you want to go. So where are you going to go? Mm-hmm. Your, your numbers aren't anywhere to the point where you are worthy of a what top 12 top 13 roster spot right now like that's the problem with this is like Dwayne you want to go I understand but where are you going to go like where are you going to go what are you going to do are you going to evolve your jump shot because the jump shot is probably the biggest thing that's probably keeping him from being on a rotation because he can score the he can get to the bucket he just needs to give people a reason to guard him past 15 to 17 feet and no one really has it right now if well, he, yeah, I mean, not when you look at Dwayne Bacon, man, like uh, to me, it's, it's, it's him actively destroying the team on offense in a way that it just was so bad to watch every single game at the beginning of the season. He was actively hurting the team to the point where he was, you know, the other team's best player in, in some regards. Yeah, I, it was, was just, it was so poor. Even if he remained stagnant this season, it would have been a disappointment let alone what he put up. And I hate it. I, I wanted to pull for Dwayne badly. I mean, people, listeners of this podcast for the last couple of years, they can attest to it. I mean, it was somebody that I loved. I just loved the way that he seemed to like basketball more than even the dudes that love basketball enough to get to the NBA. It seemed like he was maybe even a tier above a lot of dudes. And, you know, he was cool with doing it in the G League and it just didn't work out for him this year. And it's not the Hornets' fault for that. I don't, I, I think, you know, maybe you could argue in some situations, but nah. for the most part, I mean, it's Dwayne. It's just Dwayne not capitalizing on the opportunity. They, they gave him the use, they gave him the basketball. They did. And it's just something that didn't, uh, didn't work out for the Florida State product this season. We have one more segment to go here on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Stay tuned, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. And the Google description here says on contracts made before June, where the wheat is deliverable in December, either wheat of the grades named or numbered (laughs) B shares Batik of New York N dot B dot A dot. So take that for what you will. That's a lot of information I just threw at you. I apologize. What was the grade? Yeah, the wheat was graded uh, C minus. Let's get them on. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. I saw you angry yesterday a little bit because of the way that people were crowning Bull Bull already as the next best NBA superstar. And people were legitimately asking the question if the Hornets should have drafted Bull Bull instead of Cody Martin, who we do feel good about the way that he performed in his second round uh, in in his rookie season as being out of the second round. Look, here's my issue. And here's the thing. I can understand if this is like a real game and you know that Cody Martin didn't play like like 
Cody Martin was an absolute bust as a second rounder, but he wasn't. Cody Martin was actually good. Cody Martin was actually effective in the role that, he, that they wanted him. And this is coming from someone that didn't want Cody Martin on this team. This is a guy that wanted Jonte Porter on this team. And yet, and yet, we are here. Bol Bol scores 16 points on 16 shots in a scrimmage, which no one is really taking seriously. And somehow, somehow, we have, we have already gone to the, just the narrative. Oh, the Hornets missed out on another one. The Hornets missed out on another one. I can't believe these guys can't draft. And I want to be like, have you guys bothered to watch this team since January? Because if you haven't, then you know what? I understand. But right now, you haven't watched, clearly, because otherwise, you'd want Cody Martin. You'd appreciate Cody Martin. You'd appreciate both the Martin twins. They've been good for this franchise. Please, sit down, have a Coke, and shut up. Um, yeah, but Nada, what about his performance yesterday, though? Like the dude In a scrimmage going. walk, in a scrimmage. In a word, in a scrimmage walker. In but he a sc- looked so good, Nada. He was 7-1 catching the ball from big, long court passes from Nikola Jokic and finishing so graciously. And then you look at the way he shot with the one foot in front from three-point range after having that block shot. Um, I loved it. I did. I, I Maybe I'm on a high from just watching basketball. Yes. But I did like the performance that we got from him. Uh, it was really cool. I yeah, really like that. You're welcome. That you're got. welcome to think that is really, really cool. Um, Here's the problem, though. It's it, it, good. Yeah, you know who agrees with me? Stan Van Gundy. I, <laughs> I, I will. You know what? I'll be happy to sit on the same side of Stan, Stan Van Gundy right now. Yeah, um, that's fine. I, I, I can see why people would question it, but it, I will say this: of course, when you start Nikola Jokic at point guard, I think that you have to take that game with uh, zero sincerity about what you could actually see. <laughs> exactly. That starting lineup was a joke, Nada. We talked about that yesterday. Yes. I mean, when I saw that, I was laughing. I was cackling. That was, that was amazing. And I'm here for it. Like you're, if, if you think I wouldn't want to see that in a regular season or playoff game, you got me dead wrong. I am absolutely here for it. But there's just no way Malone ever, ever puts out that lineup in a postseason game where you are actively trying to get to the championship. I, I loved every minute of it, but it also, I, I loved it for the comedic value. No, it's, it's great for the comedic value. I just don't think we should be taking any grand leaps of what, again, of massive judgment or long-term judgment involving ball ball. That's all I, again, that's all I want. I don't want the, again, let's enjoy the yeah. scrimmages for what they are. But if we're going to start taking this and making great hot takes out of this, Please believe I have some fire for you. Please. Um, so you're not here for Doug Branson to be on the show and discuss all things bowl bowl coming up whenever we want him to appear on the podcast. I will block him so fast. It's not even funny. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the lockdown Hornets podcast, a part of the lockdown podcast network. Thanks again to RockAuto.com for supporting the show. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of lockdown NBA. Have a great day. Oh, again, spinning wheels a name. Uh, the spinning wheel of names, I should say. We need to do that. I've done that every single time, I think, except yesterday. Let me pull mm-hmm. it up. I've got the names. Uh, Nada, who do you want to talk about? Because one, I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to care. We're going to abide by the wheel. The wheel is all knowing. But if you wanted to pick a guy to talk about next, who would it be? Anyone but PJ Washington. I think we need to save him for next week. Okay. Um, let me bring up the wheel. The internet sucks. All right. I'm spinning it. I'm spinning it. I'm spinning, spinning, spinning. Um, Miles Bridges or PJ. They're both. Ne- <laughs> no, no. 
It's PJ. It's no. PJ Washington. Why no. don't you want to talk about PJ? Because PJ I wanted to stop. save him for something else. I don't know. The wheel is all knowing. And I swear to God, PJ Washington is the next guy that we will be speaking about. I think that's good. We break it up like the wheel. I actually like the way that the wheel has played out for us because uh. what we have is Terry Rozier that we started with. And then yes. it's Mac Biombo, Jalen McDaniels, a little Dwayne Bacon thrown in there. It was time for a bigger name. Like I'm it was, it kind of was. So like, I think you're wrong here. I think the wheel is the thing that we need to abide by. And I think your opinions are something that we need to throw out the window. No, 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 no. That just means the wheel is trolling me. That's all that means. It's probably true. The wheel has spoken. PJ Washington, he'll be coming up for a Friday episode of Lockdown Hornets. We appreciate you. And we'll talk to you um, about PJ tomorrow. <laughs>